0: Up, witches, welcome to my show. I am super excited to announce the launch of my official Patreon account. By supporting me, if you love my show or enjoying Sup Witches, you can have the chance to become an active participant in my creative process. As a member, you receive exclusive content, community access, behind-the-scenes updates, and the pride of fueling work that matters to all of the Witches community. From the most basic level as a basic witch all the way up to an enlightened master. I give you different opportunities to work with me one-on-one and become more intimate in the sub-witches community. I will link the content in the show notes to check out my Patreon account and I hope you will consider supporting the show. Have a wicked day. Sup, witches! Hi, everyone. This is Lauren Coletti. Thank you for joining me for today's episode on Sup, witches. Uh, just a few housekeeping notes. If this is your first time listening, welcome. I hope you enjoy this episode and you get something from it. Hopefully, it will resonate with you in some way, shape, or form. I typically record my episodes as a stream of consciousness and just channel whatever comes through me. Um, However, I did take a couple notes for today's episode, so if you do hear a little tapping, um, I do apologize. Also, I do have a new second meditation coming out this week. As I was listening to the recording, I unfortunately realized there is a buzzing, beeping sound in the background, uh, so I do apologize for that. Um, I was trying to use Nick, my boyfriend's recorder uh, microphone. And for some reason, I guess the way the wire was twisted, it didn't come out great. So I really do apologize. Uh, So please bear with me. I still am fairly new to podcasting. I started my podcast in September of 2020. I do really like the direction the podcast is taking. So if you would like to learn more, uh, work with me, or find out ways to support me, you can check out my Patreon account. Uh, that would be highly appreciated. But just you listening and connecting with me, sending me your comments, your questions on Instagram, or liking, rating, subscribing, and sharing the episode really does work wonders for people that are taking the time to give you free content and create for you. It means so, so much. So I hope you enjoy the show. Today, we're going to be talking about communicating, healthy communication in a relationship, um, disagreements in a relationship, negotiation, um, conflict avoidance, and how to be in an overall. Healthy relationship, even if you have conflicts or disagreements or, dare I say, arguments with your partner. So let's get into today's episode. So it's really funny. Today I woke up and I wasn't in the greatest mood, which I will get into. And I was watching a news show and it was celebrating this show or this movie from however many years ago in the 1900s. And from the movie, there was a quote that love means never having to say you're sorry. I kind of just want to debunk this right here and right now. So this quote, love means never having to say you're sorry, um, is a catchphrase from a line on an Eric Siegel novel, Love Story. And it was popularized by its 1970 film, um star starring Allie McGraw and Ryan O'Neal. So I woke up and I heard this on the TV and it was so relevant. I think it was my guide's talking to me because something happened with Nick last night and this kind of just brought me back into reality. So I know that this isn't to be taken super seriously, but I couldn't agree more because um, couldn't disagree more. My mom asked me what I thought about "love means never having to say you're sorry," and I do not believe in this or subscribe to this whatsoever. Because I believe if you love someone, then you will apologize. If you love someone, you will say you're sorry. If you don't love someone, you really don't care about their feelings. You are less likely to take accountability and responsibility for your actions. If you love someone, you are willing to come forward and say, I fucked up. I am sorry for hurting you. And you're willing to grow that empathy and put yourself in the other person's shoes. Because let's face it, none of us are perfect. And when two people come into a relationship, they're taking all their past situations and their historic experiences from their life and they're coming together. So people's feelings, people's emotions are at play here and a true relationship means vulnerability. And if you never say you're sorry, if you can't put your pride past you, your ego is truthfully going to get in the way. And so many issues are going to materialize. And this is what I wanted to talk about today. Uh, as many of you know if you've been listening to me for a while i am the queen of toxic relationships um yes i'm in therapy for it i'm really trying to work on it to grow and to own my shit and to not make excuses anymore for the dysfunction but it's super hard at least today i realized it's so much easier especially ladies i'm sure you can relate to be petty And to ignore someone or just be like, no, I'm fine, when deep down you are loathing um, and like seething in fury and anger. So today something happened where I had to communicate with Nick that last night something that took place really upset me. And today I texted my girlfriend and I kind of told her about the situation. And I was like, yeah, I just really want to ignore him because one, I don't feel like talking to him at all. Uh, I don't want to see him. I don't like, I'm just not feeling it, put a really bad taste in my mouth and I don't want to address it. But I knew deep down that my higher self was telling me to address it, to bring it up so that we can bring it out and open into the light and therefore solve it. So I told my girlfriend, yeah, I just want to ignore him. Like, I haven't been answering his text last night. He said, good night. Uh, I love you. And I didn't answer. And this is the inner child, the scared ego part of me, the old me, that is so drawn and in love with chaos and drama. Uh, This part of me wanted to ignore Nick so that eventually he would realize he fucked up. And then apologize. And I know that so many people can relate to this because this is what I've been doing, honestly, for the past like 25 years. In my last relationship, um, it wasn't, I wouldn't say it was really abusive, but it definitely wasn't super healthy. Anytime he would do something that upset me, I would never tell him. I would just put it off, try to stuff it down, try to get over it. And by doing so, it made me even more mad. It just made me even more angry. It made me resent him and not like him whatsoever. And I think that's part a large part of the reason why it didn't work out between us. Although there was other things into the mix, but it would have been so easy for me to be petty and ignore Nick and feel like I had the upper hand and just kind of look down on him and be upset with him. But I knew that this this doesn't serve you right when you do that it doesn't serve you so i care enough about nick and i care enough about our relationship to communicate openly and honestly with him because if i didn't care if i just wanted to be the old me the old um dysfunctional unhealthy me then i could have easily just done what i wanted to do which was ignore him make him feel bad and just put it off But my therapist recently told me that in order to be in a healthy relationship, I have to do the opposite of what I wanted to do. So there was one devil on my shoulder that was like, no girl, fuck him, just ignore him, don't say anything, and hope he gets the point. The other part of me, the angel on my shoulder was like, listen ma, you cannot be doing this anymore. You are a mature adult, or at least I want to be a mature adult. And if I wanna be in a healthy relationship, I have to be transparent because someone that cares about you, they will care about your well being. They will care if they did something to upset you. And just like I would want to give Nick the consideration that if I did something that upset him, I would want him to tell me. So, how are you going to solve something if you're not talking about it? It's super difficult and challenging and perhaps even uncomfortable to communicate our feelings openly and honestly especially if we've been in an abusive relationship before where anytime we were honest with someone we communicated they put us down they used it against us there was consequences they would retaliate against us it is very scary and this brings up a lot of past shit. but i do want to get into kind of what it was um that upset me at the same time respecting our privacy so let's just say it was something sexual where i said no and boundaries were kind of that sounds really bad it it wasn't a rape type of thing but there was boundaries that i felt needed to be established and as someone that is a survivor of sexual assault and sexual abuse if i say no to something once and someone asks me a second time I get very triggered and understandably so because I want to talk about this because I want to put it out there for people. If someone says no one time, it it needs to only be once, literally. You do not have to say no a hundred times. If someone's going to keep asking you after you said no, that is just disrespectful. They're disregarding your feelings, they're violating your boundaries, and it's not consensual. You should never be pressured or coerced or guilted into something you do not want to do, especially sexually, because then that's not consensual. If someone pressures you to do something that you're not comfortable with doing or you said no to, that's not consensual and boundaries are crossed and that leads to so much pain and trauma and wounding. So when this came up last night, I was just hella triggered and I felt like It was so hurtful because I felt like what I was giving him wasn't good enough. Um, And it would have been super easy for me to just get up and say like, if you want this, you're going to have to get with another girl. Like, I'm not giving this to you. Um, So I wanted to touch on that because I want to let you know how important it is, not just with sex, but with anything. If someone says no to you one time, please respect that. Don't try to change their mind. Don't try to like guilt them or shame them into something they're not comfortable with doing, because I will repeat this. It is not consensual. So this whole thing kind of happened last night and I wasn't feeling great about it but I knew I had to say something because even if you avoid something, it's still going to be there. You not looking at it does not make it go away. And I'm a very conflict avoidant person, which basically is a method of reacting to conflict, which attempts to avoid directly confronting the issue at hand. Um, Methods of doing this can include changing the subject, putting off a discussion until later, or simply not bringing up the subject of contention. So it's a type of, for me at least, people-pleasing behavior that typically arises from a deep-rooted fear of upsetting others. Oh, this is such a sore spot for me. Um, people who respond to conflict this way often expect negative outcomes, thereby we find it difficult to trust the other person's reaction. So an example, um, let's say someone makes an undesirable choice. Um, making a decision that doesn't abide by what you want, you will typically uh, just put it off and hope it goes away because you're scared of asserting yourself because of the past. Um, So this is something I'm struggling with so much when it comes to any sort of discomfort. Um, I will just freeze. And I've realized that my main go-to response is stonewalling. And to be in a healthy relationship, we really cannot stonewall people. We have to avoid stonewalling. We have to process our emotions. We have to process our feelings so that we don't start a fight. We have to be proactive. Therefore, that does not mean being reactive. We have to be gentle. Um, The way an issue is brought up determines how that conversation will go as well as how far the relationship is likely to go. So processing our feelings, maybe sitting down, writing out our feelings and deciding what is the best way to approach the situation. So for me, I woke up this morning. I knew I didn't feel good about where things left off with me and Nick. And I knew also that Nick never wants to hurt me. So I know him well enough to know he would want to know. That's a lot of no's. Um, someone at the same token, someone that's abusive or toxic, uh, perhaps like verbally manipulative. If you tell them how you feel and they use it against you, or they turn it on you and blame you and say, "Oh, I only cheated on you because you weren't giving me sex," that is a manipulator. That is not a healthy person. That's a dysfunctional person. Um, so. It's never going to go well with them, no matter how hard you try, no matter how maturely or appropriately or kindly you word it. They're just not going to have it because some people never take accountability. They can never be in the wrong. It's always everyone else. And these are people we do not want to be in a relationship with. Um, So please, please end that relationship right now if that's what you are dealing with. But Nick is healthy and um, there really is no excuse for what happened, but I know he cares about me and I know he would want to solve the problem. And to be in a healthy relationship, we have to fight fair, right? No relationship is never going to have um, not even one disagreement because we're human and we're people and that's what happens when we're in a relationship with people. We get into conflicts or disagreements with them it's natural but the way you fight really says all there is to know about a relationship if if you are in a conflict or disagreement or fight with someone and they start um like verbally beating you up they're like you're stupid you're dumb If when you don't give someone what they want, they treat you disrespectfully, that is not a healthy person. That is not a healthy relationship. The way that someone honors your feelings and holds your feelings when you vulnerably communicate them says everything there is to know about how that person cherishes or doesn't honor your relationship. If Nick came to me and said something, I did upset him. Yeah, I might be triggered because of my past. Yeah, I might get upset, not with him, but just at the situation. That's normal. But the ability to hold sacred his feelings, acknowledge how he feels, say, oh, babe, I'm so sorry. That really must have hurt. Instead of saying, I'm sorry you feel that way and placing the blame on them or kind of invalidating or lessening their feelings because everyone has a right to feel the way they do. So we have to keep expectations realistic. Um, not, No one can be everything we might want them to be. Talk with each other. It cannot be said enough. Communication is essential to healthy relationships. Being flexible, uh, knowing how to take care of ourselves too when these things do arise, being dependable. Uh, be affirming and keeping our life balanced are just some simple tools we can utilize to be in a healthy relationship. Uh, the key to healthy communication, which is huge in having a healthy relationship at all, is having a willingness to lay aside our defensive tendencies and accept responsibility for a part of the relationship. Healthy communication entails exercising our active listening skills, reflective listening skills, and having personal insight. So this was super important. When I told Nick how I felt, he thanked me for telling him how I felt. He said, I hope you know you can tell me anything, and I appreciate you telling me, and I'm so sorry that happened. And I said, it's okay. And he's like, no, it's really not okay. Like, I should have respected you i really honor you and love you um and it'll never happen again so this was super important because we contend when someone tells us that we did something wrong our natural reaction is to get very defensive and this is not this is destructive defensiveness especially in communicating in a relationship is super destructive um we cannot take the center stage and act like we are righteous or we know best. We never do anything wrong. Conversations are a two way street. So we have to tell the person what we need from them and set aside time to talk. We cannot try to be mind readers. Um, I cannot assume that if I don't say what's bothering me, that Nick will know. How do we expect for someone to know something we does upset someone if we never bring it up? People are not mind readers. Communication is not just about talking um, to each other, it's about listening to one another and really absorbing what the other person is telling us. So improving and working on communicating in relationships Yes, it is uncomfortable. Yes, we might hate doing it. But in order to communicate effectively in a relationship, we need to have these conversations because the difficult conversations are what takes us to where we want to go. Look for a compromise. Use I statements. Own what's yours. Take a time out if you need to. Listen carefully. Uh, Try to see the other person's point of view. Stay focused. Respond to criticism with empathy. Empathy, excuse me. Sometimes it's tempting to bring up past seemingly related conflicts uh, while dealing with current ones, but I would not suggest doing this. Uh, we have to stay balanced and stay focused on the task at hand. And I frankly am extremely proud of myself because i really cherish nick and i's relationship i want to be healthy so i had to do the opposite of what i was tempted or would habitually do in the past and it's easy to feel misunderstood um, but relationship disagreements really have to do with miscommunication or lack of communication altogether certain disagreements turn into long-term resentment When you or your partner are not feeling listened to or heard so listening to validating and hearing to understand the other person is everything and in a negotiation each person gets something in exchange for giving something their partner wants in a compromise neither partner actually gets what they want because they so often settle on some middle ground between two ends of an issue with the result that neither is satisfied with the solution. So I would say negotiation over compromise because compromise kind of leans more towards the sacrifice. Oh, I really don't wanna do this thing, but I'll do it to make you happy. And it just builds resentment. So focus on your partner's words, their body language, their tone of voice, empathize with their point of view. And understand what problem they are trying to solve. Feel why the problem is upsetting you or your partner. These are all just some practical tools and tricks and tips that I'm working on that I've learned and I'm learning that this is what it takes to be in a a healthy relationships. Our partners, as much as we might want them to be, are not mind readers. Everyone is imperfect. Everyone is flawed, including ourselves, but we can get to the place where we want to be in our relationship if we respect it enough and are willing to take time out of it to work on it. We have to work on our communication. We have to work on our ability to understand our partner as we would anything else in our lives. We can't go to the gym once a month, once a week and expect to see drastic results. We can't keep giving into our urges or our compulsions or our impulse to do something that yes, it might feel good in the moment, but no, in the long run, it really does not serve us. We can't do that and expect things to improve or things to change. We have to fight against those, that little voice in our heads that is telling us to self-sabotage and disrupt something that could potentially be really good for us. So I think I'm going to leave it off there. I will let you guys know how my conversation with Nick goes tonight, because I'm going to be seeing him later. We really only talk through text. Um, but on that same page, texting could be great for getting out how you feel. So what I did, um, it might be more difficult to bring things up in person if you're feeling super triggered or flighty, you have an anxiety or panic attack response. So if you do not feel safe or comfortable bringing it up in person, maybe sit on it, sleep on it, which I did. And then this morning when I woke up, I typed out a text of what I exactly I wanted to say to Nick coming across um, not attacking Not like I was blaming him for everything or accusatory. I really did not want it to come across that way because then it would be his natural inclination to self-protect and not really see my point of view. So I typed out what I wanted to say, read it over, made some changes, edited it, and sent it. And I know that we'll have to talk about it in person tonight, which is going to be a little awkward. Um, but it's okay. Cause we have to get through these things together in order to build and grow and really develop our relationship into what we want it to be. And that's the best that we want it to be. When we grow in relationship, we grow as a person and I'm trying to grow as a person and be a high-functioning, mature adult. Um, but as someone that's had a lot of trauma, it's, it's kind of hard, but I'm really working on it and I'm improving, thereby I know it is possible. And if I can do it, so can you. So good luck, let me know how your negotiations um, go, how your conflicts go, how you're working out your communication with your partner or really anyone in your life that you love. It could be your mother, your friend, um, even yourself. So good luck. Let me know how it goes. I'm wishing you all the best and I hope you have a very wicked day.